Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire, and what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, and what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what dead grasp dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee, tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, what a mortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? You probably guessed by now that today's National Poetry Month poem of the day is The Tiger by William Blake. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. And let's begin things with a two. Minute lesson plan. Class is about to start and you need something right now. So here's the one thing you can put on the board right now. So when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. All right. Uh, today we have figurative language slash sound devices, three column chart. You might have done this one before if you listened to uh, last week's podcast. On the board, on your projection device, on your smart board, whatever it is, two lines uh, running vertically. And the left, in the left-hand column uh, to the left of that first line lists metaphor, illusion, repetition, alliteration, and rhyme. There's an example of all these things. The tiger. In the middle section, have students find examples. And in the right column, have them write a little analysis. How does this particular thing contribute to the theme? Now, again, I told you metaphor, illusion, repetition, alliteration. You'll definitely find alliteration in here. You will. Uh, there's quite a lot of it. There's a little thing called synecdoche in there as well. There's some imagery, some fire imagery, and uh, symbolism, of course. We'll get to that in a second. But now, let's, I want like to share with you my poetic devices and general observations that I found in the poem. Now, this poem, The Tiger, originally appeared in William Blake's Songs of Experience. Its companion piece, The Lamb, appears in Blake's Songs of Innocence. Your analysis of The Tiger should include a comparison to The Lamb. And I, uh, we did an episode on The Lamb just last week. L-A-M-B, Lamb, not L-A-M. I wasn't on The Lamb. <laughs> that, would be, uh, that, would be, that would be cool. We have here... The rhyme scheme is A-A-B-B with a near rhyme ending the first and last stanzas, drawing attention to the tiger's fearful symmetry. And again, when we're teaching rhyme scheme, we're teaching meter and rhythm, we're teaching a little thing called form reflex content. In this case, the the form, the A-A-B-B, is kind of sing-songy. You may have noticed that as I read it aloud. And it's uh, somewhat ironic that the sing-songiness of the poem, considering it's about a creature that uh, will rip your throat out if provoked. So don't provoke tigers. Meter and rhythm. The rhythm is created through short lines and rhyming couplets. 
similar to the lamb. Repetition of tiger in line 1, dare in line 7 and 8, heart in lines 10 and 11, what? What? In lines 12, 13, and 15, did he? In lines 19 through 20, and several repeats in stanzas 1 and 2 establish the poem's nursery rhyme-like rhythm, which we've already discussed in regards to the couplets. Alliteration in the tiger abounds and helps create, again, that sing-song rhythm. Examples include Burning Bright, Distant Deeps, What Wings, Began to Beat, Dare It's Deadly, He Who. Question: The question and analysis must answer is what is Blake's purpose in using so much alliteration in the tiger other than to create rhythm? And I have that answer for you in a second. Actually, I'll give it to you right now. No, I won't. Because that's on set, that's on number seven and eight. We're only on number five. So let's go through this line by line here a little bit. Line five is an example of synecdoche, a literary device used when a part represents the whole or the whole represents a part. In line one, tiger, tiger, burning bright alludes to the predator's eyes. But obviously, it's the entire tiger we're talking about. Fire imagery includes burning bright in line one, burnt the fire of thine eyes in line six, in what furnace was thy brain in line 14? The entire fourth stanza is a, uh, resembles a forge. Line 20 contains an allusion to Blake's poem, The Lamb. Note the alliteration of he, who, in this line, the most difficult back-to-back words to say in the entire poem. Coincidence? Apparently, Blake's drawing our attention to the creator of The Lamb. Line 20 contains the key to understanding the theme of the poem. Blake asks, How is it possible for something as innocent as a lamb and as ferocious as a tiger to exist. How can we account for good and evil in the world? How is it possible that human beings can be both good and evil? It's a philosophical dilemma that has confounded scholars for centuries. What do you think? The last stanza serves two purposes. One, it ties in the first stanza of the poem to the last. Makes sense. Two, it emphasizes the question asked in the previous line. Symbolism. The meaning of symbolism in the tiger answers the previous question. Examples include the tiger represents the dangers of mortality. The fire imagery symbolizes trials, baptism by fire perhaps. Three, the forest of the night represents unknown realms or challenges. Four, the blacksmith represents the creator. Five, the fearful symmetry symbolizes the existence of both good and evil. The knowledge that there is opposition in all things. A rather fearful symmetry indeed. The meaning of symbolism in the tiger is open to interpretation. Feel free to share yours in the comments. Podcasts even have comments. I should know since I'm a podcaster. You know, I gave the two-minute lesson plan early, but I think if there's a one thing here, there's a one-thing lesson plan, it is the symbolism that I just talked about. All right, that sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story... It's going to be this right here. So if you want to uh, put together a two-column chart for symbolism, then uh, I would go ahead. In fact, that could even be a two-minute lesson plan as well, maybe even a better one. Left hand, you know, the tiger, the fire imagery, the forest, the blacksmith, the fearful symmetry. All these things represent challenges, trials in life. And, and I, I think that, putting the two poem two poems together you put the two poems together so we teach poetry that we see blake is blake is commenting on the dual nature of life good and evil all that stuff all right
Thanks for listening. That was The Tiger by William Blake. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 